This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. able to free it up and Sturm has it stolen now right down the middle it's middle stat forced to the near wall to the slot tuck scores turns and fires that one right away did 89 and the Sabres have their first lead of the afternoon early in the second period it's three to two Alex Tuck's 14th at 136 of the second right there from Casey Middlestat. good work from both of them and that line that made it a 3-2 Buffalo lead, and that was the game winner for the Sabres. It's our NOCO play of the game brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. As we welcome you into the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. I'm Brian Colsey along with Paul Hamilton, TJ Luckman, our network producer tonight. Thanks for being with us. 5-2 to two, the final. Sabres beat the Sharks after falling down 0-2. Buffalo coming back with five in a row. And uh, they go into their all-star break and week off with a two-game winning streak. Wins against the Kings and the Sharks, a two-and-one California trip. And uh, Buffalo won't play again until Tuesday, February 6th against Dallas, the first of a four-game homestand when they return with the Stars, Blues, Kings, and Panthers on the schedule. But again, that's not until February 6th. All right, we'll get your highlights from the game and standings updates scores we'll read some tweets at brian wgr uh Derek kramer will be giving us the update on what's going on in the rest of the sports day nhl wise uh but first paul hamilton's take and uh paul after a 0-2 start five in a row for buffalo kind of similar to the kings game the other night in which they finished the game with four in a row to win yeah exactly five unanswered goals after falling behind two nothing but as i said to you i didn't really think they were playing awful you know by any means so uh uh, you know, they got behind because San Jose was willing to get pucks and people to the net. And it was simple as that. And Buffalo, I thought, played better after they got down 2 nothing, and uh, just kept chipping away at it and chipping away at it and wound up with five unanswered goals to win the game and, and uh, basically took the game over. And Lukanen made the saves when he had to. And so here they are. Um, I kind of broke this down for you in the pregame. So now they go into break. With four wins in their last six, seven wins in their last 11, eight wins in their last 13, and in their last 16 games, they're 9, 6, and 1, which isn't too bad. So depending on, I mean, Detroit's home, but they're playing Vegas today, tonight. So, you know, the Sabres might get some help in that game from Vegas. And if they do, then they'll go into break seven points out of the playoffs with Detroit. 
and uh, none of the other teams can catch Detroit tonight. Some of them are in action, but they can't catch them. They're too, they're too far behind, so they, the Red Wings will be in that seventh spot, or if they win, maybe the Maple Leafs will be in that seventh spot. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but if they lose, then Buffalo is only seven points out, and the rest of the teams, uh, as I mentioned in the pregame, are on break and pretty much done uh, until the the uh, All-Star break. The only team that would play is the Detroit Red Wings on Wednesday. They would have a home game against Ottawa. Now, that might not go Buffalo's way, but uh, at least for now, going into the break, they they would be seven points down, and then Wednesday's the, the before the All Star break, and then everybody's off uh, for a couple of games until after the All Star game is played. Yeah, Paul. And the only maybe negative news down the stretch of this game is what happened to Jack Quinn as he was hit up along the boards, and uh, eventually I, we saw the replay kind of from ice level from the side, and uh, his his leg and ankle got caught up along the boards and underneath his body pretty good there. That was kind of a scary look. Yeah, just a freak accident. Um, you know, for some reason, people think they have to label everything and, you know, always oh, made a glass, this, that, and you know, the rest of the crap that you read. It's, it's a freak accident. It's not made of glass. If, if you or I or anybody or somebody who hasn't been hurt in their whole career, if that happens to them, they're probably going to be injured. Uh, it's just I don't know why we have to put labels on injuries all the time. The, the, a player is injured, period. And we probably aren't going to find too much out about it. Maybe, but I doubt it. Um, Don Granado rarely has anything to say about injuries in postgame, which means uh, next time we get together with the Sabres will be next Sunday, a week from tomorrow for practice. And that would be the first time we'd be able to find out anything about that injury. So we may have to go a week without really even knowing uh, the severity of the Quinn injury. As I said, it's I suppose it's possible Granado may mention, may be able to say, but I doubt it. He just that that doesn't seem to be his style. He usually will wait until the next time, which very often is the next day at practice. But there isn't a next day. Right. The next day is until next Sunday, so we may have to wait a while. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye if uh, there is any word from the Sabers and Don Granado on that. Uh, what I'm guessing they'll call a lower body injury for Jack Quinn, and of course Gergensen and Samuelson were amongst the scratches tonight they're also dealing with day-to-day injuries so uh as of now who knows we'll see what the saber status is with those uh 10 days from now when they play the dallas stars but that's our injury report brought to you by losi and ganji buffalo's workers compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hard-working western new yorkers all right paul how about the uh the early goal from paterka which gave buffalo a nice two-goal cushion um that is some real nice magic from that line that continued to be buffalo's best line Cousins, Quinn, Paterka coming in on that three-on-two. Yeah, they and they turned it into three-on-two because they were willing to come up with speed. And that's not something that they often do, but they were you know, willing to come up ice with speed. And uh, that that's what that line particularly has done, and that's why they've been successful lately. And then Cousins put it right in Paterka's wheelhouse, and uh, he just – Paterka's got a great shot. So does Quinn, I mean, on, on, on either side. And – you know, he put it in the wheelhouse, and, you know, if he gets a hold of it like that, it's going to be tough for a goaltender to make a save on that. And that's just what the Sabres needed. He didn't want San Jose sitting around at 3-2 to two because a puck can go in off somebody. I mean, you could be dominating. You could be out shooting them 17-1, to one, and they come down and something goes off a skate and it's in your net, and now you're tied. 
you know, so you wanted to take that element away, and the Sabers did that early in the period at four thirty-three to get that two-goal lead. And then Cousins gets the empty netter, and uh, that made it five-two. And Paul Paterka actually had a, a great look at a hat trick after the empty netter went in there with just a few minutes left. Yeah, uh, he did, uh, and uh, that would have been nice for him to get that. He has two consecutive two-goal games now, and uh, you know we talk about most of the Sabres underachieving this year. J.J. Paterka is one of the few that's gone the other way. I mean, he's already ahead of his point total that he finished with last year, or if he's he's right on it. I mean, if, he may have gone ahead of it tonight. I have to look it up. Uh, but he's right around it, let's put it that way. And he's got a lot more games to go, so he has totally improved his play. And... Uh, you know, where where the, it seems like many of the other players on this team have regressed. Paul Hamilton here with me, Brian Colziel, on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, 5-2 Sabres. Uh, let's get in our final stats here, brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Visit levelfa.com. The shots in the third were 13-7 to Sabres, uh, and Buffalo wins that category for the game 36-25. to Both teams 0-2 on the power play. Lukanen gets the win with 23 saves. Kocken in the loss, 31 saves. The three stars are all from Buffalo. Greenway, star number three. Middlestat, star number two. And Paterka, star number one. We'll make J.J. Paterka our electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town Ford. When you think Ford, think Town Ford. The attendance and he didn't at SA- even get a star in Los Angeles. Now, the players gave him the saber sword as player of the game. But he didn't even yeah. get a star with a couple of goals in Los Angeles. I was right. I did look it up here. Uh, but last year, Paterka set career highs in points with 32. In 49 games this year, he already has 34. And he set a career high in goals with 12. And he already has 18 in 49 games. Uh, he would need four more assists to set a career high in assists with 20. So he's on a really good pace. Yeah. And uh, the attendance at SAP Center, 17,435 here. And uh, Buffalo, again, off for 10 days. They'll play February 6th, opening up a four-game homestand with the Dallas Stars. Uh, Paul, let's, just, let's assume, well, I know it's, it's tough to do, but let's just assume Jack Quinn is still part of the discussion with injury and news to kind of come back uh, for that game. Um, I would think that, you know, we would be crazy to sit here and say that Cousins, middle st- I'm sorry, Cousins, Quinn, and Paterka shouldn't stay together. They've been great, as they were last year, once they kind of got those three Everybody calls him the kid line. Uh, but we maybe on this West Coast trip may have found something with Tuck, Middlestat, and Greenway. That was a line that really seemed to spark here on these three games here. And a lot of it, in terms of what they've been doing, they've just, they've just simply been outworking the opponents that have been on the ice when they've gotten their goals. Yeah, they have. And as you know, uh, coaches don't number lines anymore. But if they did, right now, Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner would be on the third line. I mean, they, they clearly are the third line. The other two lines, I think, have passed them by by quite a bit, and that would be Middlestat with Greenway and Tuck, and then, as you mentioned, Cousins with Paterka and Quinn, depending on Quinn's injury, we'll see what happens there. So, uh, you know, it, it, we really haven't seen much out of Skinner and Thompson lately as far as point production goes. Uh didn't see a whole lot out of them in this game and really if i don't even think it's close if we if they were numbering lines the thompson line be the third line right now well paul the 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 good news of the time off is the injury factor that we mentioned samuelson banged up uh right now of course gergensen's and we you know obviously just thinking of what quinn's could be 
the bad news is they are playing well, and I would guess there's a piece of them that would think, hey, let's let's get right back out there on the ice because you mentioned four of six, seven of eleven, eight of thirteen. So you know, overall as a trend here, they they have been playing their best hockey of the season. Yeah, I mean, over sixteen games are nine, six, and one. That's not too bad, you know, as, as far as especially for them what they've been doing lately. But it hasn't really translated in the standings for them. Now, basically, go by going 9-6-1, if Detroit were to lose in regulation to Vegas tonight, Buffalo would have maybe have picked up two points. They were, you know, when, when they started the 16 games, they were around somewhere around eight or nine points out, maybe seven. But they wouldn't have picked up any ground. The best they could have done is to be tied with where they were. And I think maybe they actually may have lost a little bit of ground. Uh, so, um, or maybe picked up one point, I'm sorry. So, yeah, th- that's the thing. You go and do that. But if teams around you aren't cooperating, especially when you're trying to get by six different teams, uh, it, it, it makes it tough. And. Nine, six, and one should get you up the standings a little bit, but it just hasn't for them. And they, you know, now they got to go on even a better streak or at least continue like that and, you know, say, all right, the teams ahead of us are finally going to start going downwards a little bit. Uh, and if when they hit the downward spiral, then we'll maybe we'll be able to catch up. I, I suppose that's the only way they can look at it. The only thing they can control is their own business. And they're not going to win every game. You would hope they could do a little better than nine six and one, but I don't think nine six and one is awful either. Yeah, I would agree. And Paul, I think too, maybe this good stretch. You know, I'm just you know trying to compute here of, you know, the math here. They, they have they've had had these good stretches that you just mentioned here, and you, we keep looking at the standings and like, well, they're not really moving up, and they still seem to be this always somewhere between like seven to eight points back of the wild card teams. But maybe there was that they did gain some ground in the sense that all of the teams that they had to pass had quite a few games in hand. And that's almost down to even now or very close to. So in that sense, maybe there was some gain ground in the sense that these games in hand that at some point we're going to come back to bite you. They at least maybe at least just stayed pace of where that gap was while these other teams did get some extra games in. I know it doesn't look like they did anything in the standings if you just look at the pure point totals, but the games played have definitely caught up to the point. So maybe there is a little you know, positive part here of this stretch that you've been mentioning. Yeah, I mean, there at least some of the guys are, are starting to, to come a little bit, and you know they've discovered their number one goaltender for right now, Inuko Pekalukinen. And there were, there were a lot of people who were just staunch, well, if the Sabres just got better goaltending, they would be such a better team. Well, they've gotten that better goaltending from Lukanen for a while now. And they aren't a hugely better team because they have other problems uh, that have, I mean, it just boggles my mind, and I'll just keep bringing it up, that, you know, Lukanen gave up one goal in two games, and the Sabres were 1-1, one and one, and he gave up three goals in four games, and the Sabres were 2-2. Two and two. How can you give up three goals in four games and be two and two? And how can you give up one goal in two games and be one and one? But that's the Sabres for you. So, I mean, even when they get goaltending, they still are having problems, uh, you know, moving forward with it. And there's just so many different problems, including this first period dilemma that they keep falling into. 
I mean, they've been outscored 62 to 35 in the first period. Are you kidding me? I mean, and then, you know, in the second period, they're minus one. Uh, and in the third period, they're plus. I mean, what did they get? Uh, two goals in the third period. So they're, um, you know, in the third period, they're, they're, they're a plus. So uh, it, it's just, cra- I think, plus 21 in the third period. So you take out those that first period where they're awful. I mean, 35 to 62, imagine if they were just even in the first period, what we might be talking about here. But, you know, they're down 35 to 62 in the first period. That's not going to get it done. I agree. All right, Paul. Well, I guess the Sabres will uh, be off to a little vacation, a little break, other than Rasmus Dahlin, although Dahlin still does have some time before he has to go to Toronto, right, before the All-Star game? Yeah. I mean, they, they well, the first event is when they pick teams on Thursday, so I don't know if he might get out of town. As I said, they like to travel together. They are a close bunch, and last year they went somewhere together, you know, with uh, wives and girlfriends, and quite a few of them were there, and I know – Darlene did go after the All-Star game and spend some time there, probably half the time that the other guys did. So, you know, he might do that again. He Wherever that place may be, he may head there right away and then come back to Toronto for the All-Star game. Uh, it's festivity starting on Thursday. And then uh, the game is on Saturday, and then Buffalo is back practicing on Sunday. All right, Paul. Well, enjoy the uh, the time off for you to relax a little. I know you're going to have a little vacation of your own. And also congratulations to your Cyclones today beating Kansas. on the. On yes, the yeah, big win for the Cyclones. And uh, be following <laughs> Pat Malacaro, folks, because he is going to be at the All-Star Game in Toronto on Friday and Saturday. So he'll be bringing you updates from there. And uh, that's so I can uh, head out and have a little bit of warmth during during this time. So, uh, Pat, uh, Pat, I'm sure we'll have fun with that. Yes, you deserve it after uh, all that snow at your house, Paul, <laughs> that you had last week. <laughs> it was only 60 inches. Come on. And it's almost gone. That's how crazy it is. You get 60 inches, and there might be two inches on the ground here, maybe three. Uh, with all the rain and the warmer temperatures, it's almost gone. It, it yeah. almost goes as quickly as it comes. Enjoy your time off, Paul, and um, we will uh, see each other in person on February 6th with the Dallas Stars in town. Sounds good. See you then. All right, thanks, Paul. Great job. Paul Hamilton here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. Buffalo victorious by a score of 5-2. to two. At this time, we're going to say goodbye to all of our local affiliate stations. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, you can go to WGR550.com or on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on WGR, we'll get you some more highlights, stats, and scores. Derek will keep you posted on the NHL day. We'll read some tweets at Brian WGR. That's all coming up. Sabres go into the break. A 5-2 win of the Sharks. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. it away and then he's hammered to the ice by Opozo and a penalty is coming up here to the Sabres captain. Oh here we go. Gloves, gloves are down. Opozo and Burroughs in a 4-2 Buffalo lead in the third period with half of the period to go. And we might not be done here. Duclair that's Skinner involved I believe 
Yes, it is. Skinner without the helmet. Skinner and Darlene, two and one of you guys, and then he gets a little help here. Luke Cunning coming over. You don't want Tate Thompson doing anything but shooting with those hands right now. Well, you got Dan Dunleavy and a little Rob Ray in there with our hit of the game with that little skirmish. Hit of the game. It's our Clinton Collision hit of the game. Clinton Collision, we're there when you need a repair. 5-2 Sabres, a big part of their win. The good play in net again from Uko Pekalukadin. Here is one of his 23 saves. Top of the far circle. Lukadin comes out to challenge. Didn't know where it was. He made the save, just didn't know where the puck was. Wasn't in the back of the net. The Sabres take it the rest of the way out of the zone. But... One of those 23 saves right there. It's our save of the game brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealer today. 5-2 Sabres here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Brian Colziel with you. Um, one quick note from the Sabres locker room. Don Granato just met with the media, and it didn't sound great in terms of the Jack Quinn news. Um, he said seeing Quinn go down was devastating. He said, it, you know, hockey-wise, it's tremendous negative. Uh, and then, you know, went on to talk about, too, how he's had to overcome so much of these other things coming back this year, of course, with the long-term injury over the offseason. Uh, he says they don't have the official extent of the injury time period, but says it's, quote, certainly not day-to-day. So there's the update on Quinn from our Blue and Gold Locker Report from Don Granado. It's brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. So that's not great. The Sabres line of Cousins, Quinn, and Paterka has been their best. And probably... In terms of the offense, their most consistent all season in a year of inconsistency. And it got turned around, that line did, when Jack Quinn returned in December. And for the last month, they've been definitely their best line. And boy, the offense has really picked up. Quinn has been scoring and making plays. Paterka's up to a career-high 18 goals. Dylan Cousins has now hit double digits with 10. So he's starting to get going. Cousins, by the way, has seven points in his last four games. Um, and that Quinn news is not good. That, uh, that's, that's a real bummer from this game today that you walk away from feeling pretty good about. A 5-2 win. Yeah, it didn't start great, but they came back and they reacted and they did what they needed to do. All right, uh, Derek Kramer here with our sports update. And Derek, uh, if Jack Quinn's out long term, I mean, man, that is a stinger considering how good that line's been playing. Not only considering how good that line's playing, but Jack Quinn as well uh, coming into this game. 11 points in 16 games. He added an assist here today as well. So, yeah, you do want to see one of your more consistent players ever since he returned to the lineup uh, be able to uh, come back healthy as quickly as possible for this team because he's been helping elevate their play overall. Paul was talking about earlier how this team has been playing better as of late, and that coincides a lot with Jack Quinn returning to the lineup. Yep, And, you know, unless the Sabres release some sort of information uh, we won't be you know hearing from the team anytime soon so the question about Quinn unfortunately maybe may linger although who knows if the Sabres could make a statement obviously at any point if they want to but um, with officially the team not officially getting back together until after the all-star game uh, February 4th and it's we may get a while here I guess if you were going to say hey when is it uh, a time to have an injury I mean when you don't play for 10 days I guess you know not that you'd ever root for an injury, Derek. This would be the time to do it, but um, this might be more than ten days, just from the the uh, the way Don Granado is describing it. Which, again, a real bummer considering Quinn 
just went through a very severe injury recovery to get him back in the lineup in December. Yeah, and uh, like you just said, if there's if there's a silver lining here, um, it would be that the Sabres are not playing for a little bit. But yeah, uh, when it's not going to be any sort of day-to-day injury, then you're definitely looking at at least a couple of weeks. So by the time the Sabres turn to the ice, Jack Quinn likely will not be part of the lineup. Yeah, well, we'll uh, obviously find out. All right, uh, Derek's going to take us through the scoreboard here as we go around the league for the final time here on our postgame show. Yeah, let's go around the league. And that's always brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Ah, man, Brian, now I want ribs. Uh, Obviously, the Sabres winning earlier today. I mean, not earlier. Just now, they finished up a 5-2 win over the San Jose Sharks. The Edmonton Oilers are never losing again, Brian. Edmonton wins its 16th in a row, 4-1 over the Nashville Predators as... Edmonton is just on a tear, unlike any other right now uh, in this in this current NHL season. Four games, excuse me, five games, all getting underway right now. The Rangers and the Senators, Devils and Lightning, Canadians and Penguins, Hurricanes against the Coyotes, and the Jets and the Maple Leafs. No one has struck fast in any of those games. All of them tied at 0-0. 7.30 face-off for the Panthers and Islanders. Meanwhile, it's 8 o'clock for the Detroit Red Wings against the Vegas Golden Knights. 9 o'clock sees the Minnesota Wild get things going against the Anaheim Ducks. And then a pair of games in Western Canada at 10 o'clock tonight. The Vancouver Canucks hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Calgary Flames taking on the Chicago Blackhawks. Obviously, the Sabres wrapping up a 5-2 win here today. Brian, back to you. All right, Derek, thank you very much for your work today. Yeah, of course. With, yeah, you've been uh, working hard since uh, 11 a.m. on the air. So. Oh, you know. You also can, t- you can take uh, a 10-day hiatus from Sabres work as well if you want. I mean, the work never stops uh, for for what we do. So uh, I'll be doing my usual thing next week. So uh, I don't get a uh, an all-star break. Yes, next Saturday you, uh, you can speak with uh pat he'll be in toronto covering the all-star festivities so he'll be in toronto covering it so that's great i'm gonna so you'll have text you'll have now. some uh yeah Behind the scenes uh, stuff here for everyone that's right <laughs> pat will be up there uh friday for the skills fun and then saturday for the game so uh, obviously listen and follow to pat malacaro next week uh derek will have him on obviously i'm sure throughout his day on saturday next week uh all right so there's derek's scoreboard so let's see what the standings now look like the NHL standings brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars. Stand tall with Native Pride. Up to the second, the wild card race. I'm not going to bother with the top three in the Atlantic. You all know why. Wild card, Toronto 56 and Detroit 55. Those are the two that are in at the moment. Outside looking in, Devils, Caps, Islanders, all with 51. Penguins 49, and then there's Buffalo with 48. A good deal of these teams do play tonight. So this could shake out a little differently uh, in a you know, few hours from now. But as of the moment, the Sabres are seven points back of the Detroit Red Wings for the final playoff spot. Uh, the Sabres do play the Wings three more times this year. Twice in March, once in April, for whatever that's worth, uh, if you care about that. They could also maybe thinking about catching Toronto. Well, you still got to play Toronto again uh, in March. Uh, you know, you've got other teams that are in there along the way. Uh, Capitals, you're going to face twice in April. You need to pass the Caps. Uh, the Islanders, you need to pass. So you're going to play them in March. Uh, you got to pass the Devils. You play them in March. So, the, you know, the opportunity is there. Philadelphia, maybe. You play them in April. So the uh, the head-to-head stuff could be there. 
But uh, obviously one game at a time for Buffalo. I'm sure they can't look that far ahead at this moment. All right, let's read some tweets here at Brian WGR as we get our Serve Pro first response from the fans. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's team, Luzzy, responds first and faster to any size disaster here as we always welcome your comments on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Uh, Nick, just simply responding to Don Granado's news on Jack Quinn with the uh, the tearful emoji. I think that's probably a very appropriate Nick to uh, to say that um, got a ton of comments in here uh, on Casey Middlestad, which I'll read in a moment. But uh, interesting one from CH. He says, "Don't at me." Connor Clifton is their only defenseman who is improving right now. Okay, Connor Clifton has improved as the year went on. That's for sure. I won't disagree uh, with that. Uh, I put out a poll. If you want to jump in on it, feel free to do so at Brian WGR. I said. Should the Sabres, or would you, want the Sabres to re-sign Casey Middlestat to a contract extension? Right now, about 1,700-plus votes, and uh, 73% say yes, 27% say no, but uh, feel free to jump in on that. I'll read just a couple of the responses from there. Actually, we've got quite a few responses. Paul says, this fan base falls in love with every average player. Okay, uh, Casey Middlestat fan account, shockingly defending Middlestat here, right? He says 73 points in his last 82 games is not average. Okay, there's some room there. Uh, Tony says, uh, why wouldn't you go ahead and sign J.J. and Quinn one season down? Um, you know, J.J.'s been one of our best forwards, putting the blame on the wrong guys, you know, that sort of thing. So a lot of back and forth going on there. Um, others here, you can't sign Paul. I'm sorry, another one here. Let's read this one. Mike says, can't sign them all. The cupboard is loaded in Rochester with prospects. At some point, have to move on from somebody. Why not trade him now while his value is good? That's another point for sure. You can have that here. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a tough decision. Middlestat sounds like wants to be here, but the opportunity to move him, Middlestat surely would draw you some value. But I'm with Paul Hamilton, by the way, our Paul Hamilton. When I asked him this during the second remission, he says, do not trade him for just picks. The future for the Sabres right now has to be now. In fact, it should have been this year, right? But they have prospects. They have picks. They don't need more of that at this moment. Kevin Adams and Don Granato might not see the next set of draft picks if they don't improve quicker. So if I'm them, I'm more pressed to get players right now that can help you. Now, the argument would be, well, Casey Middlestack could help you. That's true. I'm not against that either. Um, but you've just signed a whole bunch of guys to long-term deals, seven-year deals, eight-year deals, paying them a lot of money. Some of them are producing, some of them are not. So the the middle stat decision is definitely going to be interesting, I think, for sure. Thanks for the tweets. So you can always send them in at Brian WGR. Again, full recap, check out our game story at WGR550.com. Paul Hamilton will also have his thoughts up there with his column coming up a little bit later on tonight as uh, we get set here to put a wrap on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. We want to thank our crew, T.J. Luckman, back in our Amherst studios for his work tonight. Thank you, T.J. Derek Kramer, our anchor, of course, giving us the updates all afternoon long. Tom Maddy is our engineer. Paul Hamilton is our reporter. And for our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. I'm Brian Coltiel. I thank you for listening. Again, the final from San Jose. It was the Sabres 5 and the Sharks 2. Buffalo next plays February 6th against Dallas. Well, enjoy the week off of Sabres action and the All-Star game, and then I'll talk to you on February 6th with the Sabres and Stars from downtown Buffalo right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network.
Good night, everyone. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 